Hello and welcome to the regular features podcast show. Fish tank. Steve got it right. It's a fish tank now. <laughs> we, uh, we've, we've, we've switched, we've pivoted uh, to fish tanks. Uh, this is the only fish tank where you'll find tropical fish, natural fish, river fish, sea fish, edible fish, All in the fish same fingers, fish. Yeah. fish sticks, and more. Fish dicks? Well, <laughs> that sounds great. I'll say that's more. We are three investors, mm-hmm. and people come to us with their pitches mm-hmm. in the fish tank. Yep. And, and today we've got quite the set of pictures for you. First of all, you've got a pitch about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> I love you. You pivoted my fish tank, shark tank, dragon's den joke back around. You squeezed it into the regular features format. I love that. I love that. So versatile. My pitch stroke feature is about what if um, Spider-Man got a brand new villain, what I invented. Uh, that sounds cool. What's yours about, Matthew? Mine's about, um, surely there's got to be lots of hidden, underground, top secret knowledge about video games that no one wants anyone to know, but maybe I'm going to share it with the world now. And I've also invented a new Spider-Man villain. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, Regular Features, the podcast that never repeats a feature. <laughs> Let's go! And now it's time for a regular feature. Regular features, there's a podcast for the readers. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve identified a Spiderman villain on the tube. Oh. This is a spin off of a tweet that I did, and someone replied to it saying, That sounds like a regular feature. And I thought, I've got three hours to think of one. I guess this will do. Um, are you aware of a contact lens company called Daysoft.com? I am, because I, I saw and liked this tweet, although I did feel conflicted about it. It's Daysoft, they make very cheap um, uh, contact lenses, right? Yeah, like they, the cheapest. They cut out the middleman. The middle eye being spec service. You know, Is the middleman another Spider-Man villain? <laughs> I'm wearing Daysoft contact lenses right now, but I have a problem when whereby if I talk about contact lenses too much, my contact lenses start to itch. So if my Is eyes like- have gone bright red, it's not because of the quality of Daysoft contact lenses. Is it like it's when you're because at- I keep saying the words contact lenses over and over again. It's like when you're at school and you learn about how breathing works, and, and yeah. then suddenly you just can't do it. I shall never breathe again. So, yeah, he's like the man who invented contact lenses, right? Well, yeah, he's, he claims to, makes the bold claim to have invented the first daily contact lenses, disposable daily contact makes lenses. It like he'd lie about it. And I think, you, like, if you invent <laughs> daily contact lenses, I can really quickly invent disposable ones by chucking them in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I invented cake. Well, I just invented disposable cake. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would you want that? He's a very... Um, evil-looking man. There's no other way of putting it. He looks really sinister. I don't think he does. He looks... Describe, he looks I don't know who he... I've no idea what is going on with this person. Is it just a poster of a man saying, hi, I invented... He's like staring point. down from uh, from the top of the tube carriage, talking about oh, contact. Where he's on top of it, riding through the tunnels. <laughs> from the ceiling of the... Yeah, okay. Where, where the ads normally go. Yes. While Steve is, is featuring, I'm going to look it up on Steve's Twitter account, because yeah. he doesn't do that many tweets, because he just does gold. So You'll find you should it be able there. to find that if you're listening. Um, if you're listening, we'll put it on the on the album art as well, so yeah, you can see this album. man's face. He sort of looms down over you. He looks a bit like a vulture. I think that's really mean. I like this guy. I think they're trying to explain to people in this day and age, because they, they obviously, they, they came up with disposable contact lenses, yeah. and they keep them really cheap in a no-frills box sort of way. 
but I think that this like how can we convince people that we're not selling like knockoff shit? Yeah. So they're like, well, look, you should be on the poster saying, look, I invented them. This is why they're cheap because I invented them and I got the patent or whatever. Because otherwise, people would just be like, oh, do I want the ones that cost three pound or the ones that cost twelve pound? And these days, I wouldn't go near three pound cartel. No, I don't put want stuff in your eyes. It's your eyeballs. Yeah, you don't want. I them. wouldn't do that. Well, I've got to the point where I don't buy tech stuff on Amazon a lot of time anymore because half the time it's fake. You know, so contact lenses, keep them away from my eyes. But I don't want contact lenses to be in like a, a mom and pop sort of enterprise. <laughs> you you or, want Zuckerberg uh, in your mom, eyes. Like, rolling out the uh, the contact lens silicon on the ro- on the on the chopping board with a rolling pin and then putting it on a little doll's head to make it concave. <laughs> or however they do it. Bake them in the oven for twenty five minutes and then leave them on the they leave them on the windowsill. Yeah. And fucking kids run off with their contact lenses. <laughs> a dog with bad eyesight floats towards it. <laughs> this is what he looks like. He's called Ron, which is a pretty good name, I think. Oh. See, now, Log's not impressed by this. No, I'm looking at him. He looks like he's looking through me. He's like, I'm just a means to an end to him. Mm. I'm... It's because he's got like 18 pairs of contact lenses. He, he doesn't lenses care what I see yeah. with my eyes. He's just seeing dollar signs yeah. in your eyes. <laughs> 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 I like Ron. <laughs> I, feel, I I'm I'm Team Ron. Just okay. for the record. Okay. Well, well, I it, to me he struck me as someone who might descend into madness in his lab one night. <laughs> All right. No, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Trying to invent better and better illegal types of contact lens before emerging later on as a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page now. I'm with you. So I I wrote a script to that effect, and. Matt, as you are the person I know who's most like Spider-Man. Am I? Yeah, because you've got sticky hands. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be a Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Log, you look like you would most improve someone's eyesight if given half a chance. <laughs> Using any tools at your disposal. You know me so well, Steve. It's what I live for. Oh, you you sell alcohol to people which makes the vision blurry oh you're right yeah. perhaps i am further down the villains that's, true. that's true okay here we go you guys ready yes scene one interior the Daysoft contact lens laboratory peter parker breathes a sigh of relief at having done a good invention leans back in his laboratory chair and throws his soldering iron in a bin ah Another successful day of helping to improve the daily disposable contact lens. Dr. Hamilton, the pioneering work you do to create high-quality, affordable contact lenses for everybody is truly an inspiration to me, Spider-Man, I mean Peter Parker, the normal man who is never upside down. Thank you, Peter. Your contributions these past few years have been invaluable. You go on home now and I'll tidy up around the lab. I've spilled saline solution all along the skirting board, and unless you plan on inventing a special kind of absorbent robot, I'd better get the J-cloths out. <laughs> okay then, Doctor. Don't work too late and become an insane contact lens-themed villain. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye! Hmm. Now that I've got some time, I could adjust the neural actuators on the latest prototype lens. Not only would that improve photonic impedance, it would also show the world that I'm a brilliant scientist who is deserving of respect. Respect that I have been cruelly denied for so many years. Sorry, I forgot my uh, detailed schematics of Spider-Man going down a chimney. Is everything okay in here? 
It sounds like you're spiraling into paranoia, tinged with an insatiable lust for revenge. Oh, no, no, I was just tinkering with the latest models of contact lens. You run along now. I won't be long. Goodbye, Peter. Okay, then, Doctor. See you soon. I said that with portent. Was it supposed to be read with portent? Uh, Yeah, that was very well read with portent. (laughs) Yes. Goodbye indeed, Peter. I spotted the portent. (laughs) For tomorrow, you and all the other snivelling charlatans in this wretched city will finally feel the wrath of... Sorry, I forgot my drawings of Spider-Man spraying a dog in the face with a web to stop it biting a baby. Were you just ruining something? I could have sworn I heard you consumed by rage just then. Peter, Peter, you do have an imagination. Please, go home, and I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye forever. What was that? Just leave. Okay, bye. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing sincerely, and it's telling me to do an evil laugh. I'm going to try and pivot into an evil laugh. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck off home, Peter. Scene two. Spider-Man has defeated the Green Garble atop the Empire State Building. Well, Green Garble, I've webbed you up in a nice cocoon and defeated... No. Well, Green Garble, I've webbed you up in a nice little cocoon and defeated you. There's no use speaking or having any lines in this feature because there's nothing you can say to reverse the fact that you're a bloody green idiot. Just then, a man with really good eyesight appears on the rooftop. Look, look. <laughs> unless you, if you couldn't guess, Log. <laughs> Pleased to see me, Spider-Man. Who's this bozo? Oh, that will become quite clear in due course, my little friend. As clear as the outline of your penis and balls isn't, despite repeatedly zooming all the way in to check during the loading screens. My name's 2020. You couldn't think of anything cornier than that? Oh, you won't be joking when I give you my prescription. 2020 climbs over some railings to hand Spider-Man a piece of paper with the word pain written on it. This is a prescription for pain? Well, you're a smart pupil, aren't you? You didn't actually need to actually write it out like that. Yes, I did. What do you want? I want the entire world to know that it was me, Dr. Ron Hamilton, CBE, who invented the daily disposable contact lens. I didn't realise it was the same person. I should have kept doing the voice. The other voice. <laughs> I thought this was a new interstitial, just a character that's passed the time. I love there's an actual twist for log. <laughs> it's it's hope, Ron Hamilton. I bet everyone actually listening at home got this much faster yeah. than I did. <laughs> and I will do... <laughs> I want the entire world to know that it was me, Dr. Ron Hamilton, CBE, who invented the daily disposable contact lens. And I will do this by launching an advertising campaign all across London's tube network with a picture of my face on it. But why would anyone buy contact lenses from a man who looks like a dentist from a bad nightmare? Because they'll be so cheap. (laughs) That's, That's dastardly 2020. That may be... But it's my vision. 2020 uses his incredible eyesight to spot a fire escape door and exits the rooftop. And with that, he is gone. Or is he? Question mark. The end. Question mark. Mid-credits. He is not gone. (laughs) Key grip? Question mark. Do we need a key grip? (laughs) 
Let's let's have one. And Spider-Man, Spider-Man himself is the key grip because he's key gripping is key to what he does. Well, if you like Spider-Man jokes, stay tuned. Uh, yeah, hold on. we're gonna have a brief break from Spider-Man jokes, and then as it turns out, my feature is exactly the same as Steve's. <laughs> Gentlemen, and welcome to my emporium of feature. Um, I, much like yourselves, have not had a lot on lately, and and so um, I, I've I've been. Oh, oh, I was in the, I was in the, I was in the paper. You know, I told the man took sad photos of me. The sad photos came out. Yeah, yes, it's I a keep bloody seeing. massive photo of me. It's his, sad. and you've got a really long face on it. I mean, it's a double ways. page spread. It's a double page spread of me looking sad. You look hot and sad. I know. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going for, Steve. So yeah. I really appreciate you saying. Like, that. What's he got to be so sad about? He must be have the pussies dripping off him. <laughs> is what I said. <laughs> oh God, I need to, I need to go and wash my head. Um, no, yeah, no. I, I'm glad you said that, Steve, because that's what I was going for. I was like, I realised, as I said in the last time in the podcast, I thought there's no way of over an hour of him taking photos, he's not going to catch me, catch me looking pensive and sad, if only looking bored and out of a window while he's just taking loads of photos. Mm. So I thought I'm just going to try and look sexy because you can look sexy and sad. Yes, wistful is a kind of a sexy thing. Yeah, so that's all right. But more fun than that was um, there was a, an exhibition at the VNA to do with video games that I had a very very tiny involvement with, honestly. Barely anything at all. Well, your your voice rattles around it all yeah, day so and night. So you say, all the day and night, <laughs> haunting the <laughs> they fucking. Can't turn it off, Matt. <laughs> it's weird. Well, when I went there, it was really busy, so it didn't do that. So I think it rattles around it if the only person in there is Stephen Hogarty. <laughs> but so um, if you've got you, people you've in got there, some recorded voiceover that plays when you're walking around, like yeah, there's the, the spectrum had eight colours. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually, honestly, and I, I can take no credit for it, really, but the whole exhibition is pretty bloody good. Uh, but I think it, the audio goes through it because a lot of the walls are, like, not solid walls. They're, like, transparent fabric walls. So you can kind of see through into the yeah. different bits. It's a really good exhibition. It's really cool, yeah. And I, I really, I said this in my review, that I liked that it didn't have a big fucking Pac-Man yeah. on the way in with, like, bloop, 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 video games was invented in 1982. <laughs> yeah. Since then, they've become a bit of a hit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't talk about the fact that video games are, like, big money now, and it doesn't talk about... Go do more than Hollywood. doesn't talk like, our video games are. It just basically are, like, video games are designed, and they're interesting. And uh, and there was a nice bit where you get to, like, a bit towards the end where it's, like, just trying to have a cultural snapshot for where games are at um, as a medium, like, now... And like the kind of cultural struggles of that in terms of the the the, the medium moving forward and stuff, and it just has these three hanging uh, text boxes above the sc- like ceiling, which just read one of them goes, "Why are video games so white?" And then it says, "Only girls play video games." And then the next one says, "Let's talk about sex." <laughs> and I just thought, as three sentences, they're quite fun. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing is actually just very fun. Um, and they've got EnviroBear in a cabinet, which made me go, because <gasps> I fucking love games where you are specifically a bear driving a car. I've never played EnviroBear. Oh, man. It's just such a fucking stupid game. 
You you like you're 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 a bear in a car, and you've got like a minute before you need to start hibernating, and you're trying to drive a car, but all you can do is just use your oh. mouse to control one hand. So you have to steer with and then change gear and then accelerate and then steer, and you crash your car into trees and berries fall into Sorry, the car. Sorry, I do remember that being yeah. a quirky hit when I was at PC Zone. Actually, now you yeah. mention it, it's yeah. pretty old. Yeah, but yeah, it's so funny. Back in the free play section of PC Zone magazine, remember that? I think that was the most fun job I've had in games journalism. Yeah, just scratching around, writing about mods. Yeah, God, mods. Who remembers mods? I remember mods when they weren't all just fucking HD reskins of the textures. God, you know, you put Sonic the Hedgehog into fucking Mario. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> what? what? Yes. That's what mods are supposed to be like. Well, actually, my feature this week is a bit about that sort of stuff. It's about, about secrets of games because obviously uh, Steve won't go into it, but you were both at the V&A the other day. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you got a bit of a, a treat secret look at the V&A special collection of video game paraphernalia. To sign an NDA, so I couldn't quite talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 I declined to talk yeah. about it right So now. let's, well, I know we can't talk about it, but we can play back the live recording that you made, mm. right? Yeah, because that's not breaking an NDA, because oh, it's not my voice, it's a recording. Exactly. Click and play. Click. Oh, this is nice. I think that's Journey on the PlayStation 3. You're a man who thinks he's a scarf, and you're sort of trapped in this massive beach. Hello there, hello there. Welcome to the Victorian Albatross Museum. My name is Percival Muntz, grand curator of this museum's depths. My dear boys, you must join me. Thanks, but I'm just about to start wanking off this life-size projection of Joel from The Last of Us. Well, there's plenty of time for that later, young man. Down these stairs behind me is a hidden entrance uh, behind this panel. We have a bloody great wealth of video game history just waiting to be picked and unplucked by brave, brave minds. What, like Pong? No, you fool. I'm talking about unwanted histories. Video games purged from the annals of time. Video games the man doesn't want you to know about. Video games that could break the very world. Mm, come on then, give us an example. Okay, how about Sonic the Fuckhog on the Sage's <laughs> Sega CD? How about the only tape in existence with working copy of Chaos Fingerblast version 4.4? Kevin McAllister's Battlegrounds? Wet Tricks 3? Mr. Mario vs. Dr. Monkey? Plunky, plinky, plonky, plunk? Tretromino, geromino? Huh? Did you just say Sonic the fuck hog? My boy, are you interested in rings? Oh, yes. Then follow me into the cellar as quickly as humanly possible. Oh, my God. I can't remember the last time I ran down 500 stairs so quickly. Indeed. Veritably fast. As, as fast, you might say, as Ostro the Ostrich. <laughs> Who? Uh, yes, of course. Oh, I'm, my script ends here. Mm, of course. Ostro was Nintendo's main mascot between 1989 and 1997, a speed-loving bird who couldn't get enough of big eggs. Whizzing there, dashing here, eating big eggs. But after the disaster of the 1995 Tokyo Winter Olympics, no one wanted anything to do with that kind of blasted ostrich. Seventeen dead, three pairs of skis broken. People said they were mad to host the Winter Olympics in an aviary, but despite a full 18 months of prior warning, not a single bird put forward a motion to deny the event planning permission. Of course, once the event actually started, the blasted things wouldn't shut the fuck up. Anyway, that was that. Nintendo made it clear. Ostrich was permanently off the menu. Worse than that, console sales were bombing. That's when they, via the Japanese government began the psyops that would lead to the formation of their sister company, Sega. 
Hmm? Eh? Not got anything to say in response to that bombshell, eh? Well, I guess that's what happens. What ha- Well, I guess that's what happens when your man begins his evening writing a script and then transitions into a monologue. <laughs> so here, yeah, the original cartridge for Sonic the Fuck Hog. An Atari game deemed so awful that literally no one could bring themselves to admit they even knew it existed. That's why I've had the words tattooed across both of my forearms, see? Huh? Yeah. That's such a powerfully shit piece of garbage that threatens to erase my entire memory of this place, my memory of this job, my memory of who I am. The human brain simply cannot be party to its existence. So one evening in late 1996, the CEO of Nintendo sat nursing his scars. Memories of a fuckhog that couldn't be forgotten. He'd been there, you see, he'd been there. During the great fuckhog riots. So many of the copies of that game were manufactured, but without exception, all copies were returned. Most ended up in landfills, forgotten. But one lone software shop in Osaka refused to throw good profits away, giving the excess a fuckhog primo shelf space, putting out adverts and shiny magazines. For weeks and months, citizens did all they could to try and ignore it until a huge billboard in the centre of the city appeared. Buy Sonic the Fuckhog now. The one fuckhog you can't unfuck. <laughs> People just snapped. It was a bloodbath. Fire, knives, you name it. After that, of course, people never spoke of it. But tracing the rivers of these scars across his body, he hatched a grand plan to bury their friend Ostro. Invent a fake competitor to Nintendo, fronted by a character called Sonic the Hedgehog, and let everyone spend decades fixating on why there's something about this character that just feels a bit... shit. Just like Ostro, this hedgehog was blue, causing just enough cognitive dissonance, just enough mild confusion to deflect attention away from Nintendo while they fabricated a back catalogue of some shit to do with a fucking plumber. And you know what? It worked. The history books were burned, politicians paid off, and Mario stepped in with a golden handshake while the suit stepped on the neck of an ostrich. Only one copy of Ostro the Ostrich remains in existence, playable only on a special version of the Super Nintendo that has N64-level graphics, and you can plug in six controllers, and it makes new colours come out of your television. And it's true, you know, it's true. My uncle works at Nintendo, or at least he did until he was assassinated by Namco Bandai. But that's another story for another time. Now get out of my cellar, you nerds! brought us down here you creep fuck off get out fine <laughs> i can't wait to hear about namco bandai i knew they were a shady shower yeah i mean they've been assassinating people for years it's about time somebody started talking about it ndas or no <laughs> so when i was talking about modding uh sonic into mario just stepped on your feature toes there we do this a lot though it's and then cause... when i wrote about spider-man i was stepping on logs feature toes well i to come we... Yes, we... Um, well, we've been featuring you... together for so long that we've now, our features have synced. I, I think it's entirely natural that two people might do a Spider-Man feature on this, the week of Spider-Man. <laughs> week of Spider-Man. What's that TV show about the witches who live together? Spooky witches. <laughs> spooky witch spooky, friends. spooky girl witches who aren't Buffy. <laughs> that's, 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 I often think that we're like that. Especially because witches. Do they tread on each other's toes with their features? I've got magical powers oh. to determine what you're thinking about. 
Oh, lucky, <laughs> dirty little bugger. <laughs> Get out of my head. Hello, I'm Spider-Man. Hello. Um, I've been in the news a lot recently, <laughs> and I'd like to... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Spider-Man. Uh, thank you. Can I carry on, please? I've got um yes, yeah, so I've been saving fighting a lot of bad people using my uncanny ability to behave like a spider. But um that's I don't expect you to take my word for it. I'd like to, I'd like to take you through three very recent encounters I've had with some of the monsters from the universe in which I live. First one is uh, a man who you've already heard of today by reference to Dr. Octopus. I believe, Steve, mm-hmm. you were riffing off Dr. Octopus, were you? That's correct. Yeah. Well, I, I fought the real one, actually. I'm, I'm Spider-Man and I fought the real one. <laughs> Okay, yep. <laughs> so it's kind of put, puts your feature to shame, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there's room There's room for both. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is, yeah, you're amazing. I'm spectacular. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the... I would like... Um, you You would be Dr. Octopus okay. and you can do the final bit where, where okay. we learn the more of the story. Okay. Thanks, Spider-Man. Thank you. Hello, Dr. Octopus. I'm here to stop your plan... You will not thwart me. Oh, I will, though. I'm thwarting you right now, ever so quietly. Then I will use my mechanical arms to harm your body. In that case, I will begin to behave like a spider. Stop it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, you can't see me in your pram. Ah! (laughs) I'm not particularly big or small. I am halfway up a wall. I'm I'm semi-thwarted. I'm not a bee. I don't buzz. I just did what spider does. Thwartometers reach 75%. You must stop acting like a spider immediately. I'll drink your spit while you nap, if it's true that we do that. Well, that's my plan fucked in the bean. Next time I will craft a plan that will not so easily be thwarted by a boy mimicking the behaviour of a spider. In this respect, it shall be unthwartable. Of that, you can be sure. One more thing. Are you a real doctor? Why, yes. Can I help you with anything? No, thanks. I use... Yes? WebMD. That's my Spider-Man! <laughs> and so, with the hostilities broken by one of his trademark wisecracks, Spider-Man and Dr. Octopus became firm friends and would sit by the fireplace counting each other's legs and laughing when they got to eight and realising they had the same number. <laughs> Eventually, they would find very complicated... L- Eventually, with... <laughs> Eventually, they would have very complicated leg sex, and it looked like that thing where you press your hands together and say it is a spider doing press-ups on a mirror. I'm Stan Lee, and I like making Spider-Man have sex. That, that, that was resolved positively, to the benefits of all concerned. But did you know about the time when I fought the bad version of myself called Bad Spider-Man? Uh, let's do the yeah, same. Oh, same yeah, set of... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so that's... that's Let's go straight to it, I think. So we meet at last, bad Spider-Man. With great power comes acting like a bad spider. That is the opposite of what I stand for. 
Stop it right now, or I will go full spidery. Very well. Oh, My- and also, tell me what your plan is. <laughs> Very well. My plan is to make a movie called Kiss of the Spider Woman. You will go and watch it, thinking it will be about a nice spider with lipstick on. But in fact, it will be a weird film about Brazilian revolutionaries. This will give you the worst case of spider blue balls in history. The 1985 movie Kiss of the Spider-Woman was received well by critics with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 88%, in fact. Do you know why I will beat you, Spider-Man? Is it because I love flies and have opened a fly hospital where I will treat flies who do not have insurance? No. Oh, that is good, because I love my fly hospital. (laughs) Can I see it? No, you'll eat the flies. No, just the dead ones. Okay, then. And so, Spider-Man and Bad Spider-Man became close friends and eventually had opposite sex, which involves taking it in turns to deposit some sperm on a small web and then eating it like the dogs off of that cartoon. The wedding was catered by the grateful fly population and the cake was a massive human shit. Everyone had to eat a slice because although the cake was misjudged, it was a nice gesture. I'm Stan Lee, and this is the story of how New York ate a shit cake. Finally, I would like to to tell you about the altercation I had with a character called Plop Zone. And (laughs) you know know what happens when you think of a word and then you've got to write a short sketch about (laughs) it? (laughs) Did this word happen before anything else? Uh, No, I'm not letting into my creative process. (laughs) Oh, oh, hey, Plop Zone. You're new in town. Oh, hello. I just got my superpowers. <laughs> oh, what are they? I am an area in which plops are more likely to occur. Oh, that must carry an awesome moral burden, just like me acting like a spider does. It's not something I can control, really. So the ethical implications are limited. Well... That's true, but you do choose where to be, and therefore where plops are more likely to occur. So, do you choose to avoid situations in which an unexpected plop could be potentially embarrassing? I just think people should grow up. It's only plops. Well, how would you like it if someone came round and did a plop and then told you to grow up? I would say, thank you for putting plops into perspective and give them a big wet kiss. Oh no, a plop. Grow up. Well, I guess it wasn't that bad. Thank you for putting plops into perspective. I'm Stan Lee, and this is the story of how Spider-Man and Plop Zone became firm friends, and how Spider-Man learned to first tolerate plops, then to enjoy them, and today he is the New York's leading plop advocate, leading to a citywide increase in plops that led to the mayor saying, What a lot of plops! Spider-Man and Plop Zone have even managed to work plops into their love-making regime! <laughs> I'm Stan Lee! Why not try plops? Thank you. Thank you for listening to my stories. I'm Spider-Man, and I'm going home now. Thank you, Thank Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, he's going Who out was the that? Window. Who was that? Look, he's still very slowly climbing out the window. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not got the most little... animated character. No. no, he's yeah, he's just walking towards the door. No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, 
Well, that's yeah, that's, that's a, I think there's a substantial difference between that yeah. <laughs> I feel like we, we licked we, every we, edge of the dynamic yeah. audio rainbow there. We've milked every one of Spider-Man's legs to fruition. Yeah. He is a multifaceted character, and we've explored him from every angle. Sticky like, hands, Like his heart. eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <sighs> what an amazing <laughs> week it's been. What? For Spider-Man features. Yes, I think we... <laughs> I love you ready to fight me on the idea it's been an okay week. <laughs> I'm fine. It's been like, horrible. Fuck you. I'm hungover. I'll kill you. Um, fantastic times. If you like the podcast and you'd like to support it, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash regular features. That's where we are. Yeah, because we, we split the money up between us and it keeps us going and getting train tickets and buying beers. Can I give a shout out to a new patron? I would love it if you did that. I want to outwardsly shout to Cami Toman, mm-hmm. who's just joined us. Hello, Cammy. Welcome, Cami. I want you to think of three words that rhyme with Cami that aren't insulting to Cami. <laughs> Fuck. I that can't stop thinking well. Cami knickers, and I've got to stop. I just. It's. What is it? He's rolling his eyes. Cami, Cami knickers is a thing, isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. Cami knickers? I've never heard of Cami knickers. Readers, if you've heard of Cami knickers, Feel send free to get in touch with the Don't know what they are, so don't send them. I am now about to show you a picture of some cami knickers. Try and keep your tongues in your heads, boys. That's they're a cami knickers. They're not really knickers, are they? They're like it's it's like a nighty. It's a little night little uh, little short night dress. It's a woman's one piece undergarment which combines camisole and French knickers. Oh, okay. Ah. Oh yeah, I I'm familiar with them. So there you go, Cammy. Not very familiar. Take it or leave it. That's what you can. <laughs> Why not double your pledge? You clearly think we must deserve it now. And that goes for the rest of you too. <laughs> Take it or leave it. That's the episode. That's the attitude, isn't it? And there's literally nothing you can do to stop it having been the episode. Mm-mm-mm. Unless you continue listening until next week, in which case there'll be a new episode. And then that'll be the episode. Yeah, and then you can take or leave all that. And you just keep taking it or leaving it indefinitely. Yeah. Either um, way, just, just, just leave now. Tell your friends. Tell your mum. Don't tell your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll be back next week. Yeah, don't tell your dad. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.